This is Match Week. You are joined by myself, Artie Amini. We discuss everything soccer from the highs and the lows in the sporting week to the news that is relevant to you. Returning guests two weeks in a row, surprisingly, Christian Veronis. Christian, say what's up. Hey. Hey. Uh, and today we're going over the topic I hinted at last week, which is college soccer and how it exactly like works in the U.S. and how these players are sort of like, recruited, how they play, and how, basically like the whole gist of it, right? So real quickly, guys, tell me, how long have you both been playing college soccer for? Well, I guess, I mean, technically, I, I pretty much really started in August, like this August, didn't I? Because um, I will get into it further. So I guess I guess only about one season now. I mean, I've been in the system for about three, but I've only been playing ball for one. Yeah. Um, Ken. Yeah. So I um actually started in fall of 2017, which is now technically like five years ago. That was no. that was when we were playing high school soccer. Yeah, fall yeah. That was still my junior year, yeah, my friend. It seems no, like forever year. to go. Yeah. Really so uh, Kenny, so explain to me how were you recruited exactly? So my situation was was a little bit complicated, not in terms of getting recruited, but by in terms of wanting to get recruited. So originally, I always knew I wanted to play college soccer. Um, my parents didn't really want me to because they wanted me to focus on school, and I knew I wanted to play. So I knew I kind of was not totally basically had to do it on my on my own. And I didn't start the recruitment process, which most most athletes start. Their sophomore, junior in high school. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't mm-hmm. start mine until senior year. And it was after I actually, my senior year of high school, I broke my nose and I missed most of my season. And, really? And yeah, so, and I was a captain. I was like one of the main guys. And it was kind of, it was very frustrating and a little upsetting because I didn't really get to finish with all my friends and stuff, which, which was a, another big motivation to want to play in college. So probably in like November, um, I was like, I, I really want to play college soccer. You know, it's not too late. So what I started doing was, um, you know, I spoke to my dad and he helped me out a little bit too. I just went to ID camps. I mm-hmm. went to, um, to Fairleigh Dickinson, D1 in, in Teaneck, uh, Seen Hall. I just went to a bunch of ID camps and I would go to them, which is ba- that's basically just like... And then question, uh-huh, you were still yeah. playing club at the time, yeah? Yes, I was so still, still playing club. You were playing for Jersey Crew at this point or... So I was actually playing for WPSA at this point. WPSA, okay. In the summer before that, I was actually playing for Ironbound. Okay. But I stopped Ironbound that summer, and then because I wasn't really sure what was going on with it, so I just stuck with WPSA. But really, um, in in the in the in the winter, I really wasn't doing much. I was just going to ID camps, and mm-hmm. I remember. Um, just emailing all college coaches in the area, telling them I was going to the camps, and then I know, um, like. One ID camp I went to, I had a bunch of college coaches. They were coming to watch. Um, one was Caldwell. They were interested. Um, and FDU was FDU Madison was one of them as well. So after the one ID camp, one of the coaches, uh, uh, he emailed me and said, you know, they were interested. So I went into FDU. I saw the campus. I loved it. I knew I was already applying there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to go. And, they had, and then FDU had their own ID camp. I went there. They did it. They still liked me. 
And then ultimately I made the decision. I was either going to go to Seton Hall. I didn't get recruited by Seton Hall. So I knew if I went to Seton Hall, I wasn't going to play college soccer. FDU, I had a, a good opportunity to play. And once they told me I was going to play and I kind of was set on going to FDU, that's kind of where I made my decision. It was around like February, March of my senior year, which is February, March 2017. I made a decision uh, to go play college soccer. Nice. So it, my question is, is that as all the get, like viewers know, or for those of you who don't know, um, Besmir, he's one of the coaches for FDU, the assistant coach. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious, when did your guys' path cross, right? Because... I know I've seen mm-hmm. you play with him a lot for Jersey yes. Crew. He, you've been heavily involved in a lot of stuff he's done. So where did that translate into? Because I genuinely thought you had played for Jersey Crew and that that sort of helped you at like college showcases and stuff, like mm-hmm. give attention. So where exactly did that relationship start and meet? So actually, I met Besme. I'm not sure if he, he knew who I was before we met. Mm-hmm. He might have. It wasn't 100%. But I met him. So I was actually already committed to FDU, and I was playing a game for WPSA in my, my spring season of 2017, and Besmir was refing one of the games. Okay. And no that way. game, so he actually knew one of my friends on my team, uh, Zach Fitzgerald, I'm not sure if any of you guys know him, but he, he wanted Zach to come to FDU, and he was on my team. And that game, actually, I remember I scored two goals that game, too. And, you know, and then that's where... Um, some said, I remember my friend told me, he's like, yeah, this uh, Besmir, the ref, he, he plays at FDU. So after the game, we exchanged information. And um, he just said, like, oh, he'd help me, like, meet some of the players and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, get ad- adjusted, uh, you know, to the transition to FDU. You know, he said, you know, eventually, like, he, would, he showed me around campus. And uh, he got me to play some pickup games with some of the guys. So I, I actually met Besmir post-committing to playing at FDU. But he kind of, you know, helped to nurture me in and bring me in. And I knew he had Jersey Crew, too. And he told me that he definitely wanted me to get involved in Jersey Crew. And eventually, that's when I became involved in Jersey Crew mm-hmm. after meeting Besmer. Nice. Okay. So here's the thing, right? So the recruiting process, it's like 50-50 for a lot of kids, right? So uh-huh. it's either they're hit with the, oh, you're a scholarship player, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Or... A lot of times, like, people don't know this, but you just, whatever school you plan on committing to, you can always just reach out to the coach or that school. Yes. You could always just, like, say, like, send an email or, like, whatever and be like, hey, you know, I'm very interested in playing for your, uh, I'm, very, I'm planning on going to, uh, to whatever school in the fall and I'm really interested in your soccer program. Is there any chance I can reach out to you about, like, how the, how the team plays and all this stuff? So, that's the thing a lot of kids don't know about. You can mm-hmm. straight up, like, reach out to the programs because... Everybody always thinks like they're going to get that magic letter in the mail, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, well, Christian, for you, you experienced this, correct? Because your situation was a little bit different in comparison to most people's. Oh, yeah. I mean, going in, um, I guess, June of 2018, um, I, I already had my, my pick and I was going to, to Kane. So I guess by February, I knew. Um, that's what, That was when I started. I mean, while I was applying to schools, I was also... I mean, every single every single coach. I'd go on the athletics website, men's soccer. I'd just go right to the coach's email, and mm-hmm. I just email him. I had the same like, the same preset email mm-hmm. um, that just said, "Dear Coach Blank," and then I'm very interested in playing for your team. I'd like to learn more about the program. Um, if we could set up like a visit. Um, so there was all that. I got a bunch of a bunch of emails back. I ended up applying uh, and and getting accepted to Kane, which is where I went. 
um, he took me through like a whole whole recruitment process. The the whole like mm-hmm. the signing the paper and like taking the picture, you know, all that stuff. And um, it's what are we, are we just on the recruitment process right well, now? Well, yeah, because right now that's what I'm saying. I want to figure out like because for you it's a little different, right? Because yeah. so you you like were recruited, you go and do everything, and then. What happens is that, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you got cut because of an ankle injury, correct? Yeah, so I made it I made it through um, all of all the preseason. So we were into mm-hmm. the regular season already, um, and I hurt my ankle really bad. I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened. Twisted it doing something in, in training, and I, I was out for, dude, a good two and a half weeks. And by that time, I remember he called me into the office. I knew. I knew it was mm-hmm. happening because, I, I mean, I was out of commission completely. Um, and he said, we can't carry dead weight right now. That's literally what he said. He was like off the boat from Jamaica, Jamaican coach, mm-hmm. all business. It was, it was cool. Um, but yeah, he, um, he just said, we can't have dead weight come back in the spring. That was it. Which is the craziest thing I've ever experienced because high school, I mean, I don't know, like in your high school, did they do cuts? They did do cuts in they high did, school. Right? Mm-hmm. Dude, we had like, like I remember last podcast we would talk about it. We had like a thirty-man roster at some point, and wow. we did no cuts, not one. Yeah, but that was thirty for both JV and varsity, though. No, 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 like, no, no. It was it was the JV team my freshman year. Wait, are, are like, you talking about Kane? Or are you talking about no for Butler for yeah, high school? Oh we, yeah, well, we had like a thirty-man roster. We didn't make a single cut. We had like twenty-eight guys pull in for Kane, mm-hmm. um, and he only took twenty-two. Just like that. Which I respect way more out of coaches, right? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. If you look at, like, for example, your Montclairs or even FDU at the moment or a few other, like, college teams, it's known that you you have at least 29 kids on your roster. Yeah, yeah. I right? No, I loved having a small roster. I mean, because going in, once, once I was all done, did my fall semester, came back mm-hmm. in the spring, we trained with... 19 guys and that mm-hmm. was that was it if someone got injured it drastically screwed our numbers you know so I think that's why they were like they put the rosters so big right it's yeah, that yeah it's the in case of injury because yep. like okay so you two just like spoiler alert but they play together right after you right you guys played together this past fall season yeah and the one thing I noticed with you guys you had suffered a lot of injury problems with a lot of your players oh my gosh yeah it was mm-hmm. it was really bad it was I remember with the with all the COVID nineteen protocol that we went through, because we, we had a few issues with that, which a lot of teams did. Yeah, mm-hmm. we lost like half of our roster. So yeah, because that's where like it makes sense of like okay, these college soccer teams they have like twenty nine kids rostered, but like yeah, it's constantly being rotated. No one's like a guarantee. Whereas like let's say for example, your like Montclairs or NJITs or some of these other schools, they have like a thirty man roster, but they have their starting eleven. And maybe two subs, and that's yeah. it. So what what we did was we had a first, what was it, a first, second, and third team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. So the first team was always starting 11, the guys who were going to start. Yeah. Second team was the guys who were going to get subbed in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Third team, and, and this is what was, like, so upsetting for some of the kids because it was, like, it went from first team to second team. And the first team and second team were pretty well meshed in because mm-hmm. a lot of the season I was on, I was on the second team. So... I would expect to go in every game, just as some of the other guys, what they would expect to go in. Some guys were on the third team, and they were just, like, joking around. And, like, I mean, yeah, not not to say anything bad. I love all the guys on the team. But, like, how when you put someone, like, on, on a third team kind of thing, mm-hmm. they're not even expecting to play. It degrades so, them a little bit. So why would mm-hmm. you expect them to train hard? 
you know? Well, yeah, I, don't really I, know where I'm going I, I think yet, um, just to your point, because you're talking about like the big roster size, right? Yeah. It's that the whole point of having that set up of like a first team, third team, like second team, third team is that if you're on that third team, it's like, you know what? Hey, maybe put a little more effort. Like, yeah, I think that's the point. Whereas like I understand like right, like joking around, like you're still trying to find enjoyment with yep. the people you love training with, right? Because at the end of the day, because, like, a college soccer team is more of a brotherhood than anything else. So it's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. 100%. And so um, it's like you're just... You're finding the best of what you can get out of the program, right? Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. all about, like, you know, like, even if I'm not playing, at least, hey, let me, like, joke around with this guy or, like, talk to this coach or figure something out. Yeah, absolutely. And and that, that would tie it back into um, my experience at Kane, especially in the spring, having the, the little numbers that we had was... Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We so got then, two people got in. My, my question is that when did you stop like playing for Kane? My out of my because I remember the few times I visited, you weren't you were just only dorming and then going to class for a little bit, but you weren't really playing anymore. So how did that exactly yeah, happen? So that was after spring. Um, I knew I wanted to transfer. That was just mm-hmm. after the spring season. I was like, this is not my thing, right? Well, but you were there for more than a year, though. No. Yeah, I was there for so the spring or the the fall that I went in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I made it through the preseason, got injured, all that. Then the spring after that, I played in the spring. And then the next fall was my last semester. So wait, that, that was you, my last one. Cause you, wait, didn't you transfer? I remember this. You transferred August of 2020, right? Was it in the summer? Yeah, it was in the summer of 2020. I remember because, uh, for those of you who don't know, like, Besmir, I had, I had like, sort of, like, put some hints about Christian, like, a lot of times, like, Besmir or anyone I talked to oh, that's that right. I, I knew was involved with college soccer. No, that's so right. So, a lot so of times, I'd be like, hey, you know, like, this player is interested in switching so schools maybe, in case you guys want for your program. Like, look at him, you know? Yeah, maybe I did Maybe I did go in this. Yeah, I did go in this. spring. You went summer of 2022. So I, maybe, I, maybe I took a year off instead of one semester. It, it's all... Such it's a, a blur because like, right like, yeah. 2020, it feels like just yesterday, but it's already almost two years ago. Yeah, right now, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, it's such a blur too, because I, I have everything put together at FDU now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have like the college career, all the guys there, um, my class schedule, everything like mm-hmm. it's just so meshed together now. Um, we're at Kane. Like I would worry about, about, um, like mixing my class because as a freshman too, you know, the, being a freshman is, is so confusing as, as a college student. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all really just one big, one big cloud out the window what, now. What was like the moment that made you want to take a break? Like that made you think like, let me just give this a rest. Like I want to just focus myself a little bit. What soccer? Yeah. Like from, oh, oh, um, from college soccer yeah, and things yeah. like that. I think the fall. So I've always been the, the, which is most guys really on FDU and at Kane as well. I was always the massive fish in the tiny pond. So mm-hmm. like coming out of Butler, um, I, I was one of the more talented guys on that team. So scoring 15 goals a season, I was like, okay, I'm on top of the world, right? Mm-hmm. I'd go to Kane. I was the smallest guy, slowest guy, and, like, everybody was so much better than me, so much faster, and I was like, Because that's oh the thing goodness, I think people don't yeah. understand is, like, there's a difference between being, between being like, a, like, a, like, a soccer player and an athlete. And a lot of times, college soccer teams will prioritize the athlete yeah. over the soccer player. Yeah, and which so, is what it was. Yeah. I mean, like, granted, it makes sense, right? Because you have to be, like, in top form, playing multiple times a week, training multiple times a week, yeah. like... You have to be a, an actual athlete. Yeah, and that that's that's what was so dangerous is because when I walked into Kane, I was five nine, one seventy. The mm-hmm. way the way I am now, still really, but um, oh no, I was even I was even lighter at the time. I was five nine, one fifty five or something. So mm-hmm. I, I was a, I was a skinny guy going up against six four, like two hundred pound center backs. Yeah, it's you tough. Know? I'd never seen that before. The center backs that I'd go up against were also babies in high school. So well, I like, walked for into example, there's times where it was just like 
like referring back referring back to last week when you and I were talking about this. Like when we played, I was one of the bigger guys on the pitch. I'm only like six yeah. one. So like imagine coming up against yeah. a guy that's like three inches, four inches taller than me is just Dude, it was it was a scary sight. Mm-hmm. And like I when I, I talked to my dad about it a bunch, I, I still do. He he even tells me that I was just not on my game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember the fall and even in the spring, I'd I'd walk into these six foot four, six foot five guys and I was like, well, what do you expect me to do? Hold the ball? Like, no, I don't want to get hit. You know, when in reality, now that I play with big guys like like Chenzo, Jack, uh, the center backs on, on FDU, you know, you, you start to realize that these guys still want to play soccer. They're not just going to go and put their, their cleat in your back, you know? So, I mean, it depends on the guy. Yeah, yeah it, no, it, it really does, yeah. especially mm-hmm. here. But, um, yeah, you just got to it's, – it's all about confidence, and I, I had none at mm-hmm. Kane. And I think that ties into what made me want to take a break. I lost all my confidence, and I was like, "This is maybe this just isn't for me," mm-hmm. you know. And then, um, I think it was the f- the fall of the spring before transferring. I would talk to you a lot, yeah. And I you're remember. the one that really made me like, dude. You were like, just start playing again. So yeah. I started playing, started playing, got in sh- crazy shape, and I started. I fell back in love with it, I guess. So it, it ended up it ended mm-hmm. up being a great great decision, you know. But yeah. Um, Coming coming from Kane, it's so different. You know? So now transferring from your first like year, year and a half of soccer, Kenny, let's go to you, right? So your first year, year and a half at uh, FDU playing, yeah. how did it go? So I remember when I first came in, um, you know, it's kind of like being how I kind of viewed it was I viewed it in, in terms of like high school. Say you, you, you're a freshman in high school. It's almost like you're a freshman, just try and go right to the varsity team, mm-hmm. and it and it's not an easy transition because you have guys that you know you're 17, 18 going into college. You have guys there like you know 21, 22. I mean, we had one kid that was 25 playing because mm-hmm. he was a couple of years. So you're play, you're going to, and as a senior in high school, you're 17, 18, and you're playing against kids that are like could be 15, 16 that are playing on varsity. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, you know you're playing the age difference could jump like six, seven years. So it's a huge, it's a huge transition that you know not a lot of people take into consideration. I think that's why like a lot of times these like college teams will recruit the natural athletes because they don't know. Yeah. Like because sadly at the end of the day it can't be all about the technique and the way how you play because yeah. these guys they could be like how Christian said six four like two hundred fifty pounds like yeah, monsters. So it's all about being able to handle yourself mm-hmm. and have that like fitness and then they think about like you know your actual talent later on. You know. Yeah. yeah. You're just going from you know playing kids to playing men. And I remember too um, when I came in. Um, actually, my freshman year, because I ended up starting and having the most minutes played on the team. But I remember in our in our preseason, mm-hmm. we had a legit preseason. So we had um, we had like ten days of double sessions, and we had three scrimmages. And from a, going from like high school to that was crazy. And I remember the first two scrimmages, I didn't step foot on the field, and um, and it was tough. I didn't know what was going on. And I knew like I wasn't at my best. I remember I used to hit up Besmir. I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, you know, I might I don't think I, I might even play or like might get cut or something. I was, and Bez was like, don't worry, you know, just keep on trying, keep going. And that kind of mm-hmm. motivated me too. And I remember our, by the time our third scrimmage hit, um, I remember I started the first half. I got to start because I just started going. I think one thing that helped me was during a preseason is tough, but I didn't play the scrimmages right, mm-hmm. and those are ninety minute scrimmages. And those almost were like a rest to me. So by the time we had our next day or next session, I was like full of energy and some of the players were tired. So I kind of pushed me to like, 
I don't know if they want to take it easy or whatever. I just went all out and I had a rest and I just played well in the practices. Then by the time we had our third scrimmage, I started. And I actually remember um, one time in, those, in that scrimmage, I got my ankles broken. But I still, besides that, I played fairly well. Mm-hmm. By the time our first game came around, my first collegiate game, you know, as 18 years old, we played Stockton, um, who were who are a pretty good team. And I remember I knew some kids on the team because a couple of them were actually some D1 transfers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started, I played the whole game, and I remember my coach came up to me. He was like, he's like, you know, you played very well. He's like... To be honest, it didn't look like your first college game. Like you just fit in automatically, and and from that moment, I just every game, um, I, I ended up starting. There was one moment in the middle of the season where I got hurt in a game, and the next game I didn't start, and it was crazy because it was like I felt like that was my position. But you know, you get hurt. I was out for thirty minutes. Someone came in. He played better than me. The next game he started, and then after two games, in the middle of the game, he got hurt. So then I went back in the position. And I had like 35 minutes to play. Then I played super well. Then I continued to play. Mm-hmm. And um, that first season, all I could remember was, all I really knew was that like your job was never safe. It wasn't like high school. Nothing was guaranteed. And it was every week going in and out. You know, you had you had to work hard to keep starting. And and it was really just a mental game. And I could tell for some players on the team where they, they were struggling with that aspect. Mm-hmm. But even after my... So you're talking about like the first year, year and a half, like my first two years... After my first year, I kind of got a feel for it, mm-hmm. and I was starting. Then the spring came along, and then one of our other players who didn't start, he wanted to play outside back, which is where I was playing. Mm-hmm. He came in the spring, and he started playing better than me. I, w- I was really nervous. I was like, you know, I, the way this is going, like, looking in the fall, like, I know, although I started, you know, like, right now, like, in the spring, he played better than me. He probably has my spot. And um, over the summer, he tore his ACL. And not that, not that um, I was like happy about it, but like he was my friend, and I was I was kind of upset. But it almost it was like trying to find like a silver lining to it, right? It's like exactly sucks that he's gone, but like now it it sort of like gives me time to shine. I know what you're saying. Exactly, I felt like I was like you know what? Well, yeah, in the spring he was balling outside back, but I mean like I'm there. And another thing that you don't take you that must be taken into consideration, and I'm definitely going to go back and tell some of the FDU guys about this is that. Every year of college, it's not a big turnaround of players coming back. You have people that transfer out, people that transfer in, people that quit in the spring or the summer, mm-hmm. people that just decide to play, and freshmen coming in. Nothing is ever guaranteed. And going into my sophomore season, you know, I almost got lucky. I mean, I don't know how it would have been going in and whether if you wanted to stay outside back or go forward, I don't know. But I, I ended up, I got my position back. But the first game of the season... Um, I, I got a concussion against Stevens and that was how my season went. I remember I tried mm-hmm. coming back and even when I tried coming back, it was hard to play cause my concussion was bothering me and someone had jumped in my outside back spot and it was sort of hard to me fight it back anyway, but my concussion was too bad and I had to take the season off and I had the red shirt. So that, and I remember that was, uh, it was very disappointing because I felt like, you know, when you work hard and an injury takes you out. It's not easy to deal with. But that was how, like, my first two seasons went. And I think the, the injury kind of motivated me to work hard towards my third year, which I won't get into yet. But the first two years was definitely a big challenge. And mm-hmm. I, I will say, like, there are many times that I know. For me, it felt like my first my first year almost went perfectly. But it didn't fall in the place. I just remember the mental game of just, like like I said, like, getting every every single week – like I remember, like mid-season, 
we had to do our fitness test and like no one wanted to do it and everyone was done they were like are you serious we're gonna do a fitness test it was before conference play and i was like well like like i, I did the fitness test it was we used to do the beep test and i won it and you know for me it just made me look look like i was trying hard as a player and which this was our old coach um before keith uh which which he liked and and that's the reason why like i continued to play too but there were games uh where like some of the other freshmen like they lost their starting spot and they would have to fight for it back but the between like the mental battle and um just like the fitness of the game the first two years was was very challenging although i mm-hmm. like everyone asked me how it was it was like yeah i started i play a lot that's like the that's like the you see like an iceberg like i just i just tell them the tip of the iceberg but there was so much that went on below it where like sometimes like i didn't want to play and want to do this and the mental game was one of the biggest parts about it that almost really killed me especially getting my concussion sophomore season season it just killed me but you know at the end of the day I, I'll, I'll look back at it and i'll i'll see the good parts of my first two years but go looking back at it the mental game was uh, it really killed me to but that's how it is though that's how it is for sure now before we get into more guys we have to hear uh a word from our main sponsor of the show, ITA Sports. So we'll be back in just a moment to hear from them. Hello, guys. How are we doing today? I'm sorry. I know I had to stop the podcast and give you guys an ad read. Ugh, already stop it. Look, I have something very important to tell you about, okay? We are sponsored by ITA Sports. Yes, that's right, ITA Sports. Now, you guys are wondering, what's an ITA Sports? What do they offer for you? Well, they're a local business uh, based out of Booton, New Jersey, where they're on Booton Main Street, if you guys even want to check them out. And what they are is a place where you can either get some cool, uh, different apparel than your like average Adidas or Nike, Under Armour, Puma, that jazz. And they go more with like the Oreas, the Yomas, the Hummel. And how can we forget the Umbro? Guys, they have way more to offer than I can even list off. All you have to do is go to itasportshop.com. That's itasportshop.com. I-T-A-S-P-O-R-T-S-H-O-P.com. And if you're a team or a business, local business, any team, they actually do wholesale apparel orders for you. As you can see on screen if you're viewing, but if you're listening, I'll describe it even better. They make apparel that is best and fitting for you, that is comfortable, and even so, sometimes the price is better than what you'll get from actually trying to get an Adidas or a Nike or anyone else. And all you have to do is just go to itasportshop.com. And now, guys, hey, you know what? In the future, they might have some promos or some more stuff for us to give away and work with. But we have to see how we do this episode for the ad. So please, go check it out. Go see it because they have really cool stuff to offer. I'll see you guys later. Bye. And we're back. Sorry for the quick break, but we're back into it. So, guys. So, Ken, your junior year was sort of like a significant like year of change for FDU, correct? Because that's when you had a new coach come in, uh, someone like sort of changed the program. And uh, how? So, how did that go? Because you're fresh off a concussion, you have a new coach, and uh, what what is the expectations like for that season? So, yeah, when my sophomore season, when I had my concussion, our coach got fired like two weeks after the season ended, maybe uh-huh. earlier. And then we were a couple months without a coach. We were training on our own. And then spring came around, and uh, we knew we were getting a new coach soon. And it came in around February before spring season. And when we got our new coach, which is our current coach now, Keith O'Connor, we 
all the players on the team kind of knew it was a, like a blank slate. So mm-hmm. everyone that like started or had, you know, captain or anyone before, whatever position you were playing, the coach came in and knew very little about us. And everyone that didn't play, you know, they had it was great opportunity. So it was almost like starting all over from college. Yeah. It was almost like it almost felt like transferring because this coach came from centenary. So he was almost like getting a new style of soccer. It almost felt like transferring into like a new a new college, but with the same players. Yeah. Would, that's kind of how it felt. Type of thing, a new program. Yeah. yeah, like like a whole new program and for the best because we, we needed it. We needed to pick things up and, you know. Going in our spring season, no one really knew what to expect, and it was kind of it was good training, good to get to know our coach. But going into the fall with our first season, this was 2019, fall of 2019, my junior year, I was coming off a concussion, and I knew like you know for me it was frustrating because I didn't know like how the season was going to go. I knew I always started in the past, but you know it was like I had to you know working over the summer and with with the team like everyone knew everyone knew they were fighting for positions, and you know it was the same thing. I just um, you know, he came in with a strong mentality, and I ended up the first few games I didn't start actually, which was kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Then we had some defensive issues, and about the third game of the season, uh, me and another player, Jack Zaretsky, who also starts all the time, me and him came in on defense, and we ended up starting the whole season. Probably one of was our best season that we had there, so it was good getting to know the new coach. But you know, and you know, we had some players that didn't like the coach, some players that did that liked the coach, and um, some players left. Cause they didn't because like it was going to a new program. Some players didn't like it, and and the whole process of getting a new coach and almost like having a new program. So some people they couldn't take it. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, is that like a lot of things that people don't realize is that like these colleges are sort of ran like actual soccer clubs. Like there's transfers and like there's yeah. all this stuff happening, and mm-hmm. I think it's just in, uh, in the in the climate of uh, football in general is that like. Anytime, like, someone new comes into a program and changes the whole program, things change for everybody, right? Because yes. there's some people who have the expectation of, like, this dream that was, like, sold to them by the original coach. And, yes. like, they want certain things to happen that go for them. But then when the new guy comes in, he it's a whole different ballgame. A hundred percent. Because, you know, what? a lot of the, the things that happened was, you know, our old coach, he's the one that recruited me. He's the one that wanted me to come to the school and play for the program. Mm-hmm. The new coach, he didn't know who I was. You know what I mean? He wasn't. He didn't want me to come play. So we all, everyone on the team, had to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. And that, and that whole transition was tough. And even though as a first year we we were all right, it was better. Going into the spring, we knew we had a lot of work to get done. And then you know, a week, two weeks before our spring season started, we went into spring break. And, you know, this was kind of like middle of March 2020. And, you know, rumors of the coronavirus are going around. Yeah. I personally thought nothing of it. I thought it was like a two-week thing and we were going to be done. And then, you know, middle of spring break, it's we're not going back to school. Season's canceled. And there's no spring soccer. And then it was just like a total shock. And that's when the whole pandemic started. And I know it was probably for a lot of programs. But um, for like a soccer standpoint, you know, it was like, okay, now. We have no spring season, and you know it's going to take us into the the summer. And it was like, it, every you had to do stuff on your own too to stay in mm-hmm. shape, which was hard. I remember like every day I either I either you know lifted because I had a whole workout thing in my basement. Me and my dad put together. I either worked out in my basement or was running every day through the quarantine, and that was all you could really do. And it was it was a tough time. It really was. Yeah, quarantine was really really tough because especially Christian and I. We had just come back from a mile high of going to Montreal. That was yeah. the last trips mm-hmm. that, that we took. And yep. 
we go from being somewhere where everything's normal, like yeah. life is life, to coming back and then boom, you just lucked out that the border didn't close on you while you were coming back. Yeah, you know? we, we, I it's remember, crazy. just to tap in on that quick, we, we went from the night of the 12th, or March 12th, going to a club packed with people. Yeah, like I would say uh, it's like three, 200 four, yeah, to 300 two, people. 300 people. Wow. It's crazy. The, ne- the next day, we're like, we're constantly on the phone with my mom and dad, your mom and dad, everybody thinking, are, calling we, us. are we going to even Here's get the, back we, into the U.S.? We were crazy. We were thinking, because yeah. they, the people that were running the Airbnb they were trying to give us a deal of like, oh, we'll give you two more days for X amount because yep. they knew they were about to lose money. They knew they were going to yes. like shut down, lose everything. It's like, oh, we'll give you a discounted rate of this much if you just yep. stay for two more days. And we, we decided that like, – actually, I remember it was me yelling at everybody because like for some reason like I like to be the dad of the group and like, no, no, bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like it was, a lot of, it was just like guys like we had to seriously think like yes this place is fun yes we love it here but everything's about to shut down just like how it is in Jersey so we have mm-hmm. to be careful and get back mm-hmm. so like managing that in general I have a question for you so when COVID hit you switched schools right yep so yeah, that, was, that was about the time um, what was the thing that made you want to switch schools was it that like the online classes or did you feel like you didn't really like belong at Kane anymore like what was the thing that made you, you switch I mean a lot of it was I, I was just over it, you yeah. know, dorming, not playing soccer. Because at that point, I was really getting back in, into the game. So I was just like, ah, you know, Kane's not for me. I don't want to dorm really far away from home. I don't get to see my friends often. I had friends at Kane, but they weren't like my close friends. You know, exactly. I knew them for less than a year. So um, it, for me, it was just I, w- I would rather just go home, you know, start fresh, go go to a team that, that, that I could – restart with continue my major at at fdu so um yeah i think it was march march 13th was the day we got back and that yeah. was the day that the no, quarantine it, started was it like march 16th or something no it was something like that yeah. i don't know it was um, the middle of march around yeah there. it was definitely middle of march yeah so, so then um, so here's the thing right so how does recruiting go during covid right like how does where, where do you even make plans for that? Like, was there an expectation for a fall season? Was there an expectation to even continuously playing in maybe a bubble? Like, what was the what was the idea being spread around? Like between you two? Oh, the cancellations just just only cancellations, canceled, canceled, nothing. Canceled. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. the um, some of the meetings that I had that we had on Zoom. Um, they were all about oh, um, you know, well the season's canceled, but we might do a tournament. Or the, or the season's canceled, yeah. mm-hmm. but we might train. We might have five-person trainings, and then another five, and then another five, and just spread out the whole training session throughout small groups throughout mm-hmm. the day. None of those ever really happened. No, they never, never did happen. Tournament happened. or anything well, like that, that. That type of stuff is hard to get approved like on the fly. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely, it is, it absolutely. Um, but yeah, I went from that to um, well, like so your junior year. That was the uh, that was the, the start of COVID. Or was yes, my my spring of junior year was the start of COVID, and I think I remember uh, going into the into that summer, summer of twenty twenty, mid COVID. Yeah. You know, me me and Christian, we were playing um, in NJ Play League with like Besmir and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And I remember just talking to him. You kept on asking me about like FDU, like you know, you know, how is it there? Like, you think like come? Can I play and stuff? Was there? And I remember telling him was like, yeah, it was like. You come in like we're losing people and stuff like that. You train hard, you work, and you work, you work your ass off. Um, like you'll get the opportunity to play, and that's how it's going to be. And I think was that like around of summer of twenty twenty into fall twenty twenty when like you officially transferred or yeah around yeah, that right yeah that was that was about it. What just um, my first semester was fall uh, f- fall twenty twenty I believe yeah 
Yeah, because my last semester was at the very start of quarantine, mm-hmm. so I transferred that summer. So the whole, I know you asked before, the whole recruiting process, what, what it was like. Yeah, but then with COVID, it's different though, right? So yeah. it's like... Yeah, so the COVID, the COVID um, protocol was, you know, no, nothing in person at the mm-hmm. time. You know, it wasn't even, it wasn't even you have to wear a mask, six, six feet, it was all nothing. You know, I couldn't see anybody. In fact, I didn't even meet coach until preseason when I came in. Mm-hmm. So I knew him for a year. And I had no idea what was going on. Like no interactions. Yeah, yeah. So we would talk on Zoom. We would text here and there. But other than that, I mean, it was just, it was just a bunch of. Do you have a highlight tape? And a lot of it went through Besmere because I played um, Jersey at Crew. Jersey Crew for yeah. for two years by then, two two even three years with the men's team. So it really was just Besmere's judgment, you yeah. know, because um, he's not going to take a highlight tape from when from when I was 18 when I'm 20 now yeah. you know 20, 20 years old going into that that club so it was really off based off of judgment and it worked out you know but the recruitment process was so different compared to Kane because when I went to Kane there was no COVID so yeah. I, I met the coach 100,000 times before before the season started so I would go on a, on a tour I would sit in on practices I would sit in on games you know and um, for FDU it was just so different because everything was held on a screen yeah yeah, so it was it was a lot more difficult, but there was there was some sense of peace to it where I could I didn't have to I didn't have to worry about about um, you know tuning into every single game or going to every single practice because all it was was conversations. Yeah, you know. So um yeah, it, it really was it, it was easier, but it was a lot more frustrating. So then when did you exactly start playing? Did you play in the spring so, or was it fall? No, so I. COVID in the fall shut everything down. Yeah. I didn't play in the spring, so I started actually this fall. Okay. So this fall was my first start um, with, with everybody. So we went in August. Middle, mi- middle mid-August, August, something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And that was when COVID really started slowing down. I mean, there were still there were still did. thoughts of, of, you know, the season might get canceled. You know, mm-hmm. we got to see what happens. Um, but, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was good fun. You know, preseason was awesome. Getting to know all the guys, you know, swimming in the pool after the trainings awesome. every day. It was a great time. Um, and then once that, you know, preseason's gone, maybe a month a month into season, and um, we started getting COVID cases. Not not the team, but, like, the, the school. Yeah. Um, once it hit the school, then it hit our team. So we had a few players on our team catch it. So instantly they, they didn't take any, any first or second step. They shut us down completely. Um, but the bigger problem was that they did – um, was that the unvaccinated players had to like wait if it, when yeah. when someone tested positive, yep. everyone on the team that was unvaccinated was out the same amount of time as the people that tested positive. Yeah. So well, my question is that when you're unvaxxed, right, a lot of schools they make you do weekly testing. No. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So they they I mean I'm vaccinated, um, so I I never had to to do any of that. Yeah. I'm same. Sure. Just yeah. quick question before we move further: Are your schools making you? get the booster as a mandate to go back not that's yet. interesting not we just yet. got an email we because yeah. Mon- Mon- I, I go to montclair mandated. state and montclair is mandating that we have to get our boosters ramapo, to go back. ramapo today also just um ramapo just just made it a requirement today too my mm-hmm. friend told me um so yeah back on the unvaccinated players mm-hmm. so i remember in the in the first part like when we were just talking um earlier before the the ad break we we went from you know getting ready with a 30 32 man roster to play, I forgot who we were going to play. I think it was Centenary. Centenary or St. E's? Centenary or St. E's, something. No, it was Centenary, actually. Um, we were getting ready to play them with a 32-man roster. They canceled us, so they canceled us on a game yes, day. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And we came back 
and we we showed up to the game after three days of not playing. Yeah, like twenty one guys or something. Well, here's the question: So, how many of them had COVID, or how many of them were like injuries? I know at the beginning of the season, you guys lost a decent amount of players because yeah. of injury. Yeah, yes. we so we lost two guys who got COVID, who who caught the virus. Another ten or eleven guys who were unvaxxed. Yep. And then another five or six guys mm-hmm. who were who were injured at that time. So. I mean, we lost 20 guys, so we, dude, we really only had, like, 15 guys at training at a point. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but they, we had more than half of us were gone. More than yeah. half of us were, were out of commission for at least a week. Plus, you know, the guys like like Ricky at the time who had the uh, the, the groin injury, the hamstring injury. Yeah, was injured. Um, yeah, yeah, it was Drilling a lot of was our... Drilling mm-hmm. Drilling with, with the hip injury. We had a lot yeah. of really big-time players that... Couldn't do anything. Starting center back out. Yeah, even if they wanted to. You Strikers, know, you you what? Sam, Sam, Sam with the knee injury, Ricky yeah. with the groin, mm-hmm. uh, Drillin. These are all these are all top flight yeah. players that yeah. that could have that could have killed for us. You know? I mean, yeah. Drillin. He's he was a freshman coming in. I've never yeah. seen a freshman make an impact like that. Ever. Oh, he was great. Yeah. He was great. And but that's you know that's where the excitement comes in for next year. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's still got a, a few years left in him. Um, mm-hmm. But what sucked well, was that he lost his whole season just for just for our first game of the season. Yeah. You know? Hello, everybody. I have some very important news for you guys. You are missing out on the best restaurant and bar in New Jersey, which is Barty's Bar and Grill, located on 149 Newark Pompton Turnpike in Baquanic Township. Enjoy the bands on the weekends or the night out, or go and get some great food with someone you love. It's the best place to be and the only place to be. So come out and have a fun time, and I hope to see you guys there soon. Yeah, but the thing I do have to say is that with FDU, right, this time around, uh, Keith, or Coach O'Connor, yeah. he has... He has like a full like let's say like transfer window of like recruiting players that like he's recruiting for the program. So do you guys know anybody that's coming in right now, or what do you think about what's exactly happening at the moment? Um, I don't, I don't know. He, not that he doesn't let us in, but it's really not like talked about between yeah. between yeah. the coaches and the players about like who's coming in, and that may not even be like a um, like a secret thing. It's just not really talked about much. Um, I know. Bezmir talks to us about there's a really good goalie coming in, um, which which we have quite a few, but mm-hmm. have, we're losing two, right? We had four, we're losing two. Well, you, so, you're losing yes. um, Dylan and Cam. Dylan and Cam. Who's so, the who's the guy that looks like Carius? That's your goalkeeper. T. T. Tiernan. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're losing Tiernan. No, no, he's no, actually staying. Oh, he's staying. Oh, careful. Uh, you gotta be careful pulling on the cables there, guys. So you gotta like push it up. I'll fix guys, it. that's this guy. Bill Nye, the science okay. guy. We're good, we go. now. We're good now. Yeah, we're good now. All right. So, um, short little, uh, short little break. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So we're keeping T. Yeah. Uh, we're keeping JD. So, so how is Tiernan staying? If you don't mind me asking. I think I think he just has either. I think he just has a fifth year. Yeah. So does he have like extra year of, like eligibility like yeah. you do, Ken? Or so he has an extra year because of COVID. Okay. So oh, yeah. he that, So does he have to attend the university for the extra year? or Is he guaranteed that? Uh, no, I think I think you still have to attend. You have to take, you have to, but I think he was yeah. staying regardless. Okay. So yes. I think I think he was. He it's just like a his master's opportunity. program. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So yeah, we have him. We have him, and we have JD. Um, but other than that, I mean, you can't carry two goalies. You know, if someone gets injured, yeah. who's going to be the backup? Even so for I, practice purposes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think not, we're bringing yeah. in another one. Too much work. At least one, mm-hmm. which is which is exciting. I'm sure we're bringing in a couple a couple new yeah. guys because yeah. I mean. Dude, the way the way that Keith um, O'Connor, Mr. O'Connor, Coach O'Connor, or whatever, um, Besmir and um, Meeker, they do a great job. I mean, well, here's the thing, like, so 
I think O'Connor's done a really good job of building a uh, coaching staff where it really does tailor towards the players, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I think that's probably one of the most underestimated things in college soccer, right? It's like a lot of times people focus on the players, players, players. But in reality, that coaching staff makes or breaks your program. I got I to And tell that's, you. Th- that's yeah. within college, within club, even within the professional game. Like yep. Your coaching staff makes or break however your season goes. Yeah. 100%. And I, I got to tell you, man, I mean, and we, we've talked about this. I mean, there was a point, there's a point in everybody's career where they're going to be upset with their coach, you know? Yeah. And, but, dude, I got to tell you, man, it bringing in guys like, like I'm just going to name some guys that I've played in high school with, bringing in Drillin, Johnny, I'll, I'll put me in that, Yari, um, Brian Osorio, mm-hmm. he's bringing in some top class guys top all to players, the same school, really top and they're all getting along. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. To I me think how, also how it, well he they does. help with building the culture for the team, yeah, right? Because that's also another big thing, right? It's that it's tough to get performances together if everybody just hates each other. Like yeah. if they look at each other like, oh, yeah, and and mm. that's the thing we we're building real friendships with yeah. that, uh-huh, and 100%. it also really helps that that Besmir and, and Meeker especially are so involved with with playing with us when we were in high school so not playing yeah. with us but like like sort of like coach tailoring through. your guys's experience yeah, so yeah. i've it's not mm-hmm. like i went in and i met besmer in college like i knew him through my club coach you know he, he was coaching me for three years so they well this is before you were playing college right yeah so like, yeah no way like, yeah way so before like, i was in college was, i'm talking was, jersey crew yeah, like, like in high school yeah like in high school yeah. this is what i was talking he about. was yeah. he was always such a, a great coach great yeah. role model and um i met coach meeker through him once I got to FDU mm-hmm. and realized, dude, they're the same. They are exactly the same. They it's just they bounce off of each they other. They click. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's it's awesome too. You know, the the coaching staff did did a, a crazy good job, especially getting a bunch of guys who can just click together. Yeah. And I was actually I was fortunate enough to be able to like do some observations with yeah. the, your guys' team. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, which was a great time because uh, I I had to do like a whole entire like like I had to like break you guys like I sort of had to like treat you guys like sort of like. Like a case study and not like people I know, right? Yeah, so yeah, because it was I, really tough. I remember you'd be walking through the training session and we, we'd be even having like a fun day. You know, and I couldn't just go up to you and be like, Artie, what's up, man? You yeah, know, you would mess with me a little bit. I know you were trying to break my focus. <laughs> you would try to, you would as, try as like, long, as long as, co- as long as coach isn't watching this. Yeah, yes, I did. Exactly. With you. But for oh, the record, man. coach, no, I didn't. Um, for the record, no. But All, yeah. No, no, no. Um, but yeah. Allegedly, allegedly. So allegedly. you, you, allegedly. I mean, you got to see, I got to see because we were always in the training. You even got to see it too. Just the way that they like encounter with us, you know, and the way that we we work with them, it's it's just it clicks. And I, that, that's I why think, we did so I well. Think that's season, because I think. it's the new generation of coaches coming yeah, through, right? Absolutely, it's finally like that generation of like they're not just like like they just coach sports, like they're they're like sports people. It's like yep. yeah, they're tailored, specialized in doing this stuff. They right? are soccer coaches. As, as, the, yeah. as the audience has seen through Besmer, he's very knowledgeable. Yep. He knows his stuff. Like, he knows how to put together teams. He knows how to, like, re- interact and respond with players, like, especially with him because now he's, like, the sporting director at uh, NG- uh, North Jersey Football Club. Yeah. He He's dealing with kids just from ages, um, like, th- like 12 to 13 to, like, 18, and not, now even, like, no 21, 22-year-olds, right? Yeah. So it's all about knowing how to, like, properly like get points across yeah they, they and, do a great job and even with with Meeker like he was someone who I met brand new and who I've sort of interacted with a little bit now and seeing the way how he interacts with players seeing like his viewpoints of the game it's like that's a crazy thing right because if you look at Meeker, Besmir and excuse me Meeker, Besmir and O'Connor all three of them technically like if you look at like down to the technical 
three different playing styles of how they would coach teams. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yet oh, somehow they're able, Besmir and Meek are able to tailor themselves to how, at the end of the day, how Coach O'Connor wants it done because yeah. he's the head coach, yep. right? That's what, what he sees fits best, which you can't blame him, right? He's had a very good, like, CV. He's really, like, well-renowned, like, really, really good coach. Yeah, and, I mean, this is my opinion, I mean, but it also it also comes with a, a, a great, like, level of, of balance, you know, mm-hmm. it's not all three of them want want, you know, a a player coach mentality of of strictly business, pass the ball, put the ball in the net. Mm-hmm. You have Meeker who's so good with the players, you know, yeah, he's he is. If someone's morale is down, you sit down with Meeker for five minutes, you're you're gonna be top. Well, he's also he also like teaches in high school, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. he knows how to like Dude, deal with people regularly. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's really great with people's. I mean, he's also I gotta tell you, brilliant soccer brain. Brilliant oh, yeah. brain, but he's so good with the players. Mm. Then you move into Besmir when you're in training, who Besmir and Mika really run a lot of the the little drills. Well, and that's stuff sort like of that. like how like yeah. assistant coaching works, right? So people who don't know, like the head coach is like the guy who's like on the outside, yeah, like who will explain to you the big sessions of how what he wants things. But then your assistants are the people who get down and dirty with the team, right? Who yep. interact with everybody, who do the little minute things within sessions. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, but even with O'Connor, what I've seen, it's like he still has a nice balance of that. Like he still likes to yeah. get a little bit involved, just to show like, yeah, which hey, is, I'm um, not this like over. Oh, I'm not. I'm not this over. <laughs> I'm not this overbearing uh-huh. figure who's all the way out here telling me what to do. Yep. Like he's still somewhat involved. Yeah, and he even. I mean, Besmir and Meeker especially, but. O'Connor even got involved with playing with us, you mm-hmm. know, even if it's just hopping in goal. You know, he loves he, to hop in the drills. He yeah. loves to hop it's in awesome the drills. It's awesome. He does. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Because well, it'll was, go from it'll go from um playing playing a little possession game and we'll do something wrong and he'll scream at us, he'll say, "Guys, you know, don't do this, do this correctly." Some people will be flustered by it and then he'll hop in the drill and he'll start playing with us and yes. we, we'll do like I'll make one mistake He'll hop in the drill. I won't make that same mistake mm-hmm. again because instead of instead of like you said, like some just like overshadowed big dude that's just like screaming at you from the outside, he comes in and he says, "Yo, do this," and and you can see it. You it's know, visual, you can yeah, yeah, visualize yeah. because it's like someone like him. It's not like he's some like coach who like was just like knows the game. Like he was a very well renowned like player back in college. The word the yes. word was he was he was a Division one striker, yes. which is yeah. which is. A, Crazy role model for me. Yeah. You know, it's yes. it's awesome. So, because I even saw one day in in, in the, one of your sessions, he just like he gets mad because like I think you guys were like struggling with like a finishing drill, and he just like bangs it top left corner back of the net. Oh and my God, he has a strike. I know. And strike. I was just like I was like unf- I, I I couldn't fathom. It. I was like I was not expecting yeah. that to happen. I think he's I know he gets angry at the finishing sometimes because you know he was that's his position. Yeah, he's striker. He's very passionate about that aspect of the game and like. Well, I think because also he has. As as a coach, he has high expectations for you. Yes, he right. Does. Oh, absolutely. So he he, crazy all, all he wants is nothing but the best for you and for the team. Yep. So when he sees something that's just not going right, he just gets frustrated because he knows you guys can do better, right? It's not even. I mean, well, not really frustration. I was gonna but, say. I think it's a frustration, but it's not like it's not like a personal frustration where mm-hmm. he's saying like, "Come on, guys, just do what I want you to do." He knows we can do better. Yeah, you know, yes. and which which yes. honestly, towards the end of the season, we really ended up doing. Yeah. You know. It took us a little while, which is why next year I think I, I, I think, think that's because like better. you guys had such a long time out with COVID, it was hard just to get everything clicking it was with hard. you. Yeah, because preseason yeah. you guys were doing very well, but it was like these teams in different conferences and like they play way differently than the conference you guys play in. So yeah. it was tough to find that right balance for players. Oh man, yeah. He, so then Kenny, 
sadly this was your last season. Yeah. You're not mm-hmm. going back. What what's something that you allegedly. Could sort of, allegedly. allegedly. Maybe he might surprise you like surprise. Like yeah. <laughs> But so uh real quick, for anyone out there who's listening, what's like the biggest piece of advice you could probably give to a college athlete? You know, that's that's really crazy because I do think about it a lot, you know, the best advice to give to like uh like high school athletes that want to play college and college athletes right now. And one of my probably my biggest advices that I would give is that to really never take anything for granted that's given to you mm-hmm. because you never know what could happen. You know, a lot of people that I played with didn't come back after COVID. So their last game for, you know, FDU was or in for their career was like two years ago. Yeah. They never got to play again. And and not only that is for some of the players returning, I would definitely say for playing time and just being in the team is to not take anything for granted and that you have to continuously you have to continuously work hard because I and I could see it that you know in high school players can get away with you know being an upperclassman mm-hmm. and almost having like a guaranteed spot in college that's and in the professional life um, that's really not not the case and it's never the case especially and it starts here with like a college in college soccer mm-hmm. is that um, you know you could be you know the starting player one day play a full 90 but something could happen. Someone plays better than you, or if you're injured, you miss five minutes. Someone comes in and plays better than you. You could lose your spot, and yeah. nothing, nothing is is guaranteed. And you, you shouldn't take anything for granted. Every game that you play, it's really just like for me. I always, and you know, I'm not to get too religious, but I am a religious person. So every every game for me, like I would always say a prayer. You know, going starting the game, um, you know, halfway through halftime after the game for me I, w- I was just blessed to be able to play every single game because I ended up playing around 54 games of my career in the 50s uh-huh. and I started about like 46 or 40 the mid 40s oh, of boy. them so like I, I got so much experience playing and it was really one of the best decisions I made to play too but I also knew like I was one injury away from not stepping on the field again mm-hmm. that injury could have happened the first game of my career or the last but and it's really how like people say like the pro athletes are it's really just like you have to have hard work and determination every single day from the day you start playing college till the day that you end you have to give it a hundred percent and it's also how you you treat yourself off the field too and for like injuries every day I was you know um, you know in the trainers I, I love doing the ice baths before game you know, eating right, taking care of your body, getting proper sleep. It's just you have to have hard work and dedication from the day you step on the field, you, you come to college soccer, and the day you end because nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, and that, mm-hmm. that ties into um, to what you said with don't take anything for granted either. I mean, look at me. You know, I, I went through preseason uh, at Kane, injured myself, lost lost psych for the game. Yeah. Um, and I just completely took it for granted. I, I just sat around, did nothing. I had one more opportunity with seriously through you. I, I took it. I happiest I've been ever since. Mm-hmm. And that's like a lot of a lot of co- uh, kids in high school going into college. They got to realize, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough. It definitely it's a is tough. Tough sport. Mm-hmm. You know, playing especially college soccer is, is all about is really all about just like mental force. If you you yes. you got to get mm-hmm. after it. If you're not going to get after it, the coach will tell you you suck. You yeah, know, I've I've yeah. heard it a thousand times. You know, especially at Kane, he literally just said, "You're dead weight." So you gotta you gotta put in all all the work you can, man. 
And it, it's worth it in the end, though. Way worth it. You know, when I scored my first goal? I'll never you know, forget that, against, too. Against Rowan, it, was the, it yes. was the craziest moment of my life because I put in, you know, that... that Top team in the country. Yeah. That Top team one in the and country. Half, mm-hmm. one, and a, even one and a half months. That, that's all it took of yeah. work. Took one chance, and, and I will never take that moment for granted. It was awesome. Yeah, well, that was awesome. epic. Pause for one moment. I have one more thing to say. Very right. clean. Yeah, so as you were saying before, Christian, so what are your expectations for this upcoming uh, season for FDU? Conference. My my number one thing that I think of nearly seriously every night before I go to bed is is winning a conference. That's yeah. the only thing I it's the only thing I care about. I I will score one goal. I'll score a hundred. You know, I'll 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 get one minute. I'll get a thousand. You know, it doesn't really matter to me. I just want I we started we started our our season what six and one or something. Six and two, six, six two and two, and one. six two and one. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we we knew we were a good team, and then conference we we crapped the bed. So I mean, everything fell onto. We still had a great season. They yeah, were we close had a really games. good season. All, there, there was, there was a lot. Games. It, it was a lot of his situations where it's like, if you just weren't missing that one guy, or if you just had a right exactly. proper rotation. Exactly. It so was, if yeah. we, it was a lot of like unfortunate yeah. like situations. Yeah, happening. it's just it, at the end of the day, it was stuff happens. Yeah. It happens, you yeah. know. But mm-hmm. we we had such a great high and such an even worse low. So yeah. I think realistically, everybody that I've talked to, which is most guys on the team all have the exact same goal. And that goal is don't crap the bed in conference. You know, let's start good. Let's yeah. start on that high and let's stay high. Let's get higher. Let's let's go let's go up and just sort of ex- exceed your own expectations. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what the coaches want too, especially after I mean it, it was a tease. You know, yeah. we, we started so well and and conference we were we were going in. We were ready. You know, we I'm telling you we were ready. With the COVID stuff, you know, it's minor setback, but I think everybody has the exact same goal. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, it's it's strictly conference. I want to win the conference. That's all it is. That's all you want, conference. Yeah, you, don't, you don't care about scoring goals. Nothing. It's just no, all team no, for you. No, it's 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 dude. If if I walk away from if I walk away from my college career next fall, right, with ten goals in my pocket, yeah, what's that going to get for me? You know, the the schools mm-hmm. the schools not going to say, oh look at you, our best athlete. If we win the conference, when was the last time FDU won a conference? Never won the conference. To be a part of that is is yeah. is outstanding. You know, that's amazing. So that's what I want to do. I want to win the conference. For right. sure. Awesome. And then for the spring question, so is there what's the what's going on in the spring for you guys then? Um, so right now we have we have pretty much going through winter break into mm-hmm. the first few months of the, the spring semester. We just have a lifting program. So we're gonna be doing, you know, just our own lifts at home. Um Maybe playing with each other, um, you know, in, in pickup and and running uh, a lot, a lot of endurance, a lot of um, mm-hmm. strength and conditioning, pretty much. And then I think it's March we go back into training, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple weeks of training, maybe a few scrimmages, um, and then that's it. And then it's summer, and, and we're then, right back into business. Okay, so I didn't know if you guys were gonna have like sort of like a uh, like a like a spring season. Oh well, with COVID, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. We haven't gotten a word yet. So yeah, so I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, Plan, plan and hope for the best. Exactly. You know, that's, that's the best you can do. And then um, just one thing, right? So, Kenny, post-college now, mm-hmm. right? You're finishing up your last semester. Yeah. Um, so what, what is your expectations with the sport now? Do you plan on continuing to stay within it, or do you plan on going on to better horizons? And, you know, that's kind of one of the questions that keeps me up at night, too, sometimes, because, mm-hmm. you know, this, this sport has been my life. And I, n- I never want to stop playing, but there is, there is a, 
I have to make a decision where if I want to try to, you know, you know, try out for like a competitive team and, you know, a high league and keep playing competitively or, you know, just play in the Sunday leagues. And I haven't really made a prime decision yet. I also have some stuff in my personal life going on, like, you know, I have the opportunity, you know, to graduate and I could be a full-time teacher in the fall. Mm-hmm. I have a business I'm trying to start with my friend. That could take up a lot of my time, too. I could even, you know, possibly come back, you know, try to get an, another degree or take some more classes. I'm really not set on anything yet. I would love to keep on playing, but at this point, I'm trying to just go day by day and just see where, you know, just figure how, out how my priorities. Exactly. Figure so, out my priorities. So, here's my question, though. So... Outside of playing, you do you still see yourself being involved as like a coach, maybe, or so? What exactly is going on within your other horizons within the sport? Mm-hmm. So one thing I will definitely do most likely for the rest of my life is coach soccer. That's that's okay. something you know I'm passionate about the game. Like I said, it's my life, and you know even if I'm playing still competitively, if I stop, you know I'm currently coaching right now with North Jersey FC, and I absolutely love it working with Besmir. And, and that's something I know will I always be doing on the side. I'll always be coaching soccer because I want to help out mm-hmm. other people to live up to their full potential, too. That's one thing I will, you know, that I'm passionate about. And, you know, that's one thing that I will always be doing. I'll always be coaching. Yeah. You could preach, you could preach that again, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Christian, so here's the thing. How many more seasons do you still have left? Um, so technically, for yourself. I, technically, I still have... Um, I think three year, more years of eligibility. I'm, I'm calling it after this fall, though. Are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. It just just because I'm I'm gonna be graduating. Um, I mean, unless unless I go into grad school, but at that point, that point I'm gonna be 24. You know, yeah. and it's just like at 24, you know, it's it's not my it's not really my time anymore. You know, I'll see if I want to go play somewhere else. Otherwise, I'll just get the old life started. You know, but I other, mean, other than that, I mean, that's the that's the toughest thing to th- uh, to choose, right? Because like for me. I never got the opportunity to play in college, and it was sort of like, do I go back into playing for some club, Sunday League, or do I hop straight into coaching? I think that was the first thing I did, right? Because I, I see it as like a progressive future for myself, not just as like some like side thing, right? I want to like, you know, coach college. I want to like get up there with mm-hmm. like, you know, the best. And I, I consider the best to be people like Coach O'Connor, Meeker. Uh, Bezmir, like I want to like get to their level, even exceed it, you know. Yeah, so like, yeah. it's it's all about the hard work. And yeah, it really is. And you know, I mean, that it's it's hard to think about considering I still have the spring, two more semesters, and another season ahead of me. So it, it's it's a tough decision. It's it's hard for me even to think about. You know, the the future is super cloudy. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, all I can say is thank you. I appreciate you guys giving me your time. I was very, very, very lucky to have you guys on, and uh, it means a lot. And is there any last thoughts you want to give out to the audience before you head out or anything you want to promote? I mean, I'll just say kind of like how I uh, left it. You know, if any of the guys on the team are going to watch this, um, kind of like my advice I have for you is that, you know, don't take anything for granted. And and you got to really just have to have the hard work and dedication as a college soccer athlete and as a, a soccer player to work hard and work towards your goals. And, you know, whether it's winning the conference, going into the NCAA tournament or whatever it may be, you just have to, everything you do in life has to revolve around it and you have to put in the hard work and dedication every single day. 110%, man. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you give 99, you know, people people at 100% are going to fly past you. Yeah. So that's all I got. 
That's all <laughs> that's I got. It. Just ninety nine percent, guys. That's it. Got to give a hundred. <laughs> got to uh, give it. All right. Well. Thank you guys for watching, listening, or viewing, depending on where you are. You know, you might be on Spotify. You might be on YouTube. Who knows? But tune in next week because I think finally, after our little detour, we're getting our podcast that we asked for, the Liverpool podcast. Nice. I'm finally, I think our guests are in the clear. They're finally back in the good. So hopefully next week, I pray, I pray nothing happens. because Something always happens here uh, that we'll have them back and they'll be, we'll have a great discussion. And if there's any other suggestions for topics, you guys are more than welcome to comment down below. Or if you guys want one of these guys to come back, uh, we'll see what we can do. I'll find a topic for you. Next week. Next week.